2: Oi
1: the boys on footy prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language and sometimes tales are quite adult in nature so keep the volume down if there are kiddies around and f- thank you for listening oh
3: let's go booty
1: booty it's time to
3: get this body started booty booty it's time to get this body started you know that we are the number 1
2: all right i'll do some homework while you guys go you'll do homework but while, while we start talking like yeah, research longer wow you know we started already right yeah that's a great way to start <laughs> you better get onto it then, then yeah <laughs> Do we have an opening today? Well, should I just play that song? Yeah, play the song. Okay. Give me a countdown when you're ready, Shane. You. i the first. I'm so excited. Yeah. Give me a countdown when you're ready, Shane. You. Excited to have our first bonus edition podcast in a while. Give me a countdown when you're ready, Shane. You. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Give me a countdown when you're ready, Shane. You. Yeah, it's kind of countdown. Cool. <laughs> Thank you so much. You need to get a funny uh, bonus edition opening and closing from JC, okay? we well, let on the list. Uh, we'll do JC, yeah? Yeah, no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get a funny uh, bonus edition opening and closing from JC, okay? we well, let on the list. Let's do that. Let's do that. There's your clear. Let's let's try bonus, edition, <laughs> bonus edition. Bonus addition, Bonus <laughs> edition. Bonus <laughs> addition, Bonus edition. Bonus edition. <laughs> Excited have our first bonus edition podcast in a while. <laughs> <laughs> <And> bonus, edition. <laughs> bonus, edition. <laughs> bonus edition. Bonus edition. Bonus edition. Bonus addition, Bonus Bonus a bonus edition. It's a bonus edition. Well, now that's what I call Podcasts Volume 9. JC's <laughs> <Jason's laughs> mind works in such weird ways. I'm assuming it's, it's drug-induced each night, but he, he dealt us that little beauty a couple of days ago. Um, he has some time on his hands, apparently. But thanks, JC. What would that kind of music be called? Because it sounded pretty, like, electronic grunt. Holt. Holt? <laughs> yeah. Really? He being serious? No, I'm being serious. What is Holt,
1: it's like Patrick. that, isn't it? Isn't it that electronica stuff like just offbeat sort of thing? I don't know, I'm pretty sure. Check it out. you well,
4: obviously, obviously fun more. Uh... I'll tell you what I thought of. I thought of James Sharman sitting at home listening to like weird uh Massive Attack. I was listening to Massive Attack at the time, like okay, let's go a little dub, a little like yeah, old it was a little dubby. I got the dubby step there's definitely some dub in there and then but i i just picture james like sitting in the dark like what pie am i gonna make
1: next and uh, she's Australian, and job. then masturbating
5: <laughs> the street, masturbating <laughs> furiously to that
2: pie when he figures it out that's the one yeah 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 <laughs> bonus pie <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> holt we'll call it holt okay cool but i liked it a lot it was fantastic hey by the way boys um happy 420 Right? That's the uh, the anniversary of legalization of cannabis in Ontario, right? I believe. No, I don't think so. No, Isn't it has it? nothing to do with it. No. What is it then? Timothy Leary or something? Well, it's the 420 thing.
5: Yeah, it's an old school date that at 420 on April 20th, there was a group of uh, uni- high school students used to go and smoke weed at 420 and f- they took 420 the day also. So now it's just become a stoner's holiday.
2: Okay, Stone's Holiday. Okay. yeah, Right. That's That's right, right.
5: right. Craigor?
4: Yeah, there's that. And then there's, I've heard also a call sign for a police called in California
2: for a marijuana charge. We have a 420 at the corner of one of those. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm reading it from Wikipedia, which is never wrong. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so four twenty is cannabis culture slang for yeah, marijuana or whatever. Especially smoking around the time four twenty PM. It also refers to cannabis-oriented celebrations that take place annually on April twentieth at locations in the US where cannabis is legal. Cannabis, origins nineteen seventy. Oh fuck, who cares? Anyway, happy four twenty.
5: Four twenty is also the amount of tigers that I owned when I fought Buster Douglas for the first time.
2: <laughs> Mikey loves actually. Mikey, Mikey loves his his weed. Hot boxing is a great podcast. You having a chance to listen to it. Mike Tyson um, talking to an array of celebrities while getting really high. It's, it's brilliant. Really well done. Um hey, how much how much drugs were in football back in your day? Hey, eh, Jimmy, when you played, like what, what? what? was the? I mean, there was drug testing, right, which kind of yeah. made it a little bit more awkward. But were, we're many players smoking weed? Like, explain the culture.
1: No, not not too many. I mean, you hear about it once in a while, but. Some guys taking drugs when they're out, but um, no, it wasn't too. Like, especially where I, where I was in that I'm really. I think because of the fact everybody knows, like you could just, you get these random. The penalties these are too big. It's not worth it. Yeah. Oh. oh dear. Well, there was a, there was one. Wasn't it?
2: Was Maybe it Mootu? Maybe twice. Maybe two, Oh dear! Sorry, sorry, Jimmy, to interrupt. Um, Craig's internet was beautiful; it's perfect before we started taping. It. Pristine, I would call it like, pristine. We did the count and everything. Yeah. And, and someone's jumped on on your Wi-Fi somewhere above you or underneath you or your neighbours, and it's just died. So Craig's jumped out and jumped back in again. He's moving soon, everyone. Okay, just so you know. And and like we said before, we really hope that um he finds a place with with good Wi-Fi because we need Craig's voice. But Jimmy, yeah, Mutu um, got suspended for a long time at Chelsea for for coke, wasn't it? I believe. Yeah. Wasn't there something oh, else? So he was party, Mark party Bosnich as well. He was. Who's that,
1: Jimmy? Sorry. Mark
2: Bosnich didn't he get? Yeah. For drugs as well. He got done for it as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm kind of disappointed, A1, That there's not. It wasn't more. You know.
5: Yeah, there seems to be a lot more drugs culture. in other sports.
2: Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, and
5: may I, it could be the European thing. I remember my friends when I went traveling um, in the early 90s, there was a lot of drug culture as far as raving and stuff. And that was beyond me. I didn't have any clue about it. But they were also talking about back in the day, you couldn't get, uh, basically They everyone smoked hash. And there wasn't a lot of weed back in the day. Now weed's everywhere. Um, so it was a lot harder to be be part of the drug culture unless you were Part of the drug culture. Like there, you couldn't just walk
2: down the street and smoke a, smoke a joint. So I'm reading here. Did you know that Pep Guardiola once had a drug ban? Wow. But, but before we start freaking out on Pep here, in 2001, he was banned for consuming a banned substance um, while well, playing the Brescia, uh, Nandrolone, type of anabolic steroid. Now yeah. he, was, he, he got a four month ban. However, After a successful appeal six years later, the charges were dropped. However, the charges were reopened in 2009, but all charges were later cleared. So poor old Pep, whether he did it or not, officially he did not do it. Um, Andre Onana, that's right, the most recent case of a footballer being banned for violating anti-doping rules is Andre Anana the goalkeeper plays for Ajax, and is found to have taken a medicine allegedly prescribed originally for his wife. The custodian has been slapped with a 12-month ban for all footballing. I'm not sure when this was even this article was put wow. out. Yeah, the the one, are that's harsh. harsh. That's harsh. Yeah, Maradona Semyanazri. Um, again, he, he uh, apparently he was found to have abused a drip treatment in the states. Uh, being injected with vitamins under a limitation. However, it's found that the player took 10 times the 50-milliliter infusion limit allowed by water. The initial six-month ban was later extended to 18 months. Well,
5: Hey, Jimmy, did they ever follow you in to
1: watch you pee and stuff?
5: Oh, yeah. Like, numerous times? You say it like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. They stand right beside you. And they're basically holding your knob. Yeah, you just ask them. Can you hold this for a second?
2: like blow my nose? Did you ever have to say, "Listen, listen, it, it's, it's fucking cold out there right now." I've been running around in shorts <laughs> the last yeah. hour and a half. It's usually much bigger than this. Yeah. Did he smirk and laugh at you like? <laughs>
1: yeah. We used to be fun. Like we used to say, "Oh, here comes the cock watchers."
5: So were they every Friday? Like, was there a or any? Oh, well, they were so random. Just random. With, with briefcases, did they like show up with brief, like their, their lab kit and all that kind of stuff?
1: No, they'll, they'll just come in and say, okay, because they, they've got the rosters and then they'll just come in and say, okay, we want uh, these three players. And they've got to they've do it after games, training, they'll do it. Just randomly just show up. Monday's a big day because they'll get you on cocaine from Saturday night.
4: Oh, right. Because it's out
1: of your system in about four days. Yeah, and they do the uh, alcohol as well.
2: They do, they do what? Booze? Yeah, but that's not illegal. Yeah, but that would be the club specific. It wouldn't be the the association, surely, or the anti drug agencies.
1: No, well, they just test for they test you for everything, man.
2: Everything. So, if you've been on the lash the night before and you get done the day after. After a game, you get you take the test and they find anything, yeah. there there's was, there was still some booze in your system. that would be though a club issue right it wouldn't be yeah I think so. beyond that I think so not but exactly when you Craig, when, when, nah, you, but- Craig, when yeah. you played I mean alcohol obviously was a big part of the culture when you first started playing in particular, it kind of changed what mid nineties I suppose it changed in England anyway
4: yeah, the alcohol culture has definitely changed somewhat as a. It- Foreigners coming to the league and showing a little bit more professionalism. To be fair, but that's what happened to real real Ferdinand. Remember, they never actually caught him on a positive drug ch- t- test. But on Monday, he was supposed to do a drug test, and he got in his car and fucked off. And again, then came back Wednesday and said, "Oh, I'll do it now." And they're like, "No, no,
2: too late." Yeah, that's right. He was shopping at the Trafford Centre, wasn't he, or something? Wasn't that the excuse? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, He got banned for, I don't know, eight
4: months, ten months, something like that. And then the Mutu one, interesting one with him at Chelsea, just goes to show you that this is why it's so stupid for players to get involved in this when you're getting paid so well for such a short career. But if you're like Real Ferdinand, who's worth an awful lot of money to Manchester United at the time, they say, we're going to work with the player and if he's got a problem and blah, blah, blah. But Mutu, they wanted him out of Chelsea, so it was a great excuse. Same with Mark Bosnich. He was, I think, third or fourth goalkeeper, the Australian at the time, making great money, doing nothing. And he's doing lines of Coke and gets kicked out. Like you mm-hmm. know, so they'll work with you if you're worth something, but if they want you out, they'll whoa we we have a zero policy against drugs in this club.
2: Right. We should do drug testing every Monday for the podcast. We'd all be fired. What, what drugs?
4: You might, you might not see me again.
3: <laughs>
2: Heroin. <Heroine. laughs> oh. Again, Wonga, really? Sorry, Come on. guys. I fell off the wagon. Hey, he Crystal
5: Meth Jeff. <laughs> hey. Well, he is in Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, no, uh, no no, failed drug tests this week, as far as we know, in the Champions League, but we have got our semifinals set up, fellas. Man City, Real Madrid, Oof. and the Milan Derby as well. I like these two; they're yeah. great. Obviously, the the glamour one is the the City Real Madrid one, there, Jimmy. But I mean, from a from a romantic feel, you know, old school football, European Cup, Milan Derby sounds all right to me. I think so. That Milan one.
1: I mean, I think as a player, you'd be pretty pissed because
2: you're playing against another Italian team in the in the semis. Again Five. for AC Milan. <laughs> What's that? Again for AC Milan, right? They met Napoli in the quarterfinal. Yeah, they
1: had Napoli. Then I mean, it's, it's brutal for them. I mean, you'd rather play other teams, wouldn't you? But, I mean, for them, it's going to be spectacular. What, a, what an atmosphere that's going to be at the Sincero. That's going to be a great game to watch. And then the big one, obviously, I'm looking forward to is Man City, Real Madrid. Both have been just flying through right now, the knockout stages. So this is going to be some, yeah, some match.
4: Man City are 15 games unbeaten, and that Milan derby it certainly is interesting. And Zaghi, I think, is the first Italian coach to get Inter back to the semis since 1980. Between them, they have 10 European cups between them. Um, this season, I think they played each other three times pretty much very even. I think they were beaten in the cup, or Inter one in the cup, and then in Milan won in the league, I think. So... Yeah, it'll be incredibly interesting. Same city uh, rivalries are always intense, especially that one.
2: Yeah, I so think intense, I'm going to go for you? AC Milan for that one. Yeah, well, I mean, they're playing such great football right now. I guess Napoli, the defense w- w- was brilliant. This Napoli team, the highest scorers in the Champions League, highest scorers in the Syria, and they got one goal in two legs against AC Milan. It took them like 91 minutes to get that goal. Just shows what they can do and their pace, man. The the, the Pace in the counterattack from AC Milan. Raphael Liao, I mean, he, he had that kind of dodgy period around the World Cup, but he's just talent. And, and that run to set up Giroud for that goal was just incredible. Yeah. Apparently, City are sniffing around and want him, but he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to stay in Milan. Really? I mean, nice life, right? I mean, yeah. I can see why a player would have his head turned by City with the money. And the guaranteed Champions League football every single season, but as a footballer, I mean, there can't be many better places to play. I wouldn't think than than Milan.
1: Oh yeah, I agree with that.
2: Madrid, maybe
4: Barcelona. I think from a player standpoint, London has been and from all the Italians that have played in those clubs, I don't think you can go missing in Milan like you can in London. Yeah, good point. The Italians love playing in London, loved it. So it it, it must be uh, considerably different.
2: Is it because of the anonymity in London that that they, they enjoy it, Or footballers in general?
4: Yeah. Yeah. You're better off staying away from even
2: the area that your club's in, really. Is that why, Craig, that when you played at West Ham, you still lived in Ipswich because you still wanted to be recognized on the streets and you couldn't get that the same in, in London as you would? <laughs>
1: yeah, the you just parading, parading down Ipswich streets.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what I should have done is moved to half an hour, 45 minutes away from Ipswich. Yeah, right in the middle, right? Somewhere. <laughs> yeah, get away from the town, down, out in the boonies somewhere.
1: I'm glad I didn't live in London
2: yeah <laughs> i think would that not have ended well well no. the drug test would have come out differently with living, jimmy <laughs> i
1: would have been gone nowhere to be found
4: <laughs> Which we had some you- good nights out though jimmy didn't we when we went to london for the odd occasion that was always oh. good
1: oh yeah we always had a good time in london that's for sure but it was good to get out
5: okay you you guys getting together in london what did it look like what was your kind of mo
1: Ooh, we just got on it, didn't we?
5: No, but did you meet up at someone's house first? Like, I uh, just thinking about how you guys par- got together and partied
1: with the group, booked a hotel out, booked a hotel.
5: Mm. Oh, and a, and a hotel close to a club or just a really nice hotel, knowing that you're going to get back there later on, right in the mix, Wonger, right in the mix, and prep a little prepping at the hotel first high-fiving
1: having a beer a hotel lobby bar a couple pints and then that was it into the bright lights <laughs> no high-fiving no 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 Not big on that there that's no. that's a longer thing the high-fiving <laughs> it is it is. I'll high-five anybody It'd be more I, of I, none, I, right? I think the last the last time we went out i don't think i've ever gave somebody so many high-fives in one night than warner <laughs>
2: It ain't going to be more of a nod, right? that, right? As opposed to the high five, so yeah, yeah, right right, a
4: yeah, headbutt, yeah, all right,
2: Glasgow kiss. <laughs> hey, <laughs> do you, are, do you guys, you mentioned hotels and football teams. I just finished watching the most recent Ted Lasso. Anyone to catch up with it?
4: Don't, no, I
2: haven't. Don't give it okay, away. I won't Over give it at. away. Okay, Over so this you'll you'll appreciate the conversation when you watch that. Um, I, I really enjoy Ted Lasso. This series is a little bit... This season, know, you mean? This season, yeah. A uh, little hokey it's, for you? It's a little bit hokey, and you'll see by the hotel scene, Craig. Um, I want a little bit of realism, and it, they're trying to be funny. I, I can't give it away until you watch it, and we'll, we'll reconvene. Yeah, don't Friday. tell us. Okay. okay. It's a long episode, though. It's like a, over an hour, this one. In Amsterdam. So, are you
5: oh, going to tell us? Or <laughs> the no, no, no. A yeah. <laughs> no. And not only that, that's it. how no long? More. It was only, on. it's only, it's Thursday morning. So, this was on last night and was you're already giving was it, was it, is is it really? Yeah. You're already okay.
2: giving it away to us.
5: Well, let like, me give, like, give, give, give it a week to talk about it. It's in the description.
2: It. it says Amsterdam uh, and add a long episode, right? So, uh, that's not giving anything away. Like, it's set there, right? <laughs> no, but you're dying to tell us. Again. Well, no, really. isn't that great? I mean, it's a good episode. It was fine. I enjoyed it. But it's just watch it and then we'll talk about it on Friday.
4: Were they all smoking weed in Amsterdam? I'm not saying what I'm not gonna tell you what they're doing. At four twenty?
2: You'll see. And you'll you'll then give me your feedback on, on your thoughts on that that episode. Um but yeah, back to the hotel rooms anyway. And then what happened after they went out? <laughs> Don't remember Charms. <laughs> yeah. No oh. idea. And in Wonga's mind, there's a lot of shit going down. A lot of shit going down.
5: Well, mind. I've been out with both of them. I know I know how we do. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen, is the fun part. There's always... I, I remember Mexico dancing on bars with Craig and drinking shots with Jimmy. Well, Jimmy doesn't do shots, but uh, me, D-Row, and Jimmy at the tunnel room last summer. And, you know, we're, I'm, I'm an old guy now. I'm
2: still having fun like that. So why not? Mad boy, mad boy. So what outside London, what is the best footballing town in England? You know, we can talk about Milan and Madrid and Barcelona and Paris, all these great cities across uh, Europe. But as far as England, like from a footballing town where someone wants to play, does one jump out? Is it Manchester? Is, is it Birmingham? Is, is it Liverpool? What, what is it?
1: Well, they're all good. Liverpool's always a good night out. Manchester, Nottingham's a good good place. Birmingham... Big cities always got something going on. Leeds was always good. Leeds. Really? And Harrogate. Mm-hmm.
4: It's, Hargate, intense, yeah. though, it's intense if you're playing for those clubs, So, Like, you know, you talk about you know, in the National Hockey League, players that do or don't want to play for Toronto Maple Leafs because the intensity is so much greater than it is anywhere else. Some players thrive on that.
2: Some mm-hmm. don't. Like the like the Leafs, the entire Leafs team don't thrive in it. Yeah. Wow, what it the, all doom Me, uh, they lose one playoff game, and it's all it's all death and destruction. This is how they lost, though, Craig. Is how they lost. Jesus yeah. Christ, Jimmy, you watched the game, right? Yeah, they got battered. I <laughs> loved it.
4: Of course, you <laughs> that, did. <laughs> the, the worst sporting event in North America, maybe on the planet. What well, would be? I would. I would go as far as saying the worst sporting event on the planet is the Toronto Maple Leaf home game. <laughs> like, as far as the but, atmosphere in the crowd. Oh, yeah, atmosphere and, and, brutal. and cost of tickets. If you put in the actual yeah. entertainment, like what are you getting for your $1,300 seat? Um,
2: not a lot. I think the average price for that game on, on, when was it, Wednesday or Tuesday? The average price was $630, average so you're not getting hockey fans you're getting true hockey fans they're all outside watching it on the screen and although i I will say it was it was loud there apparently at opening face-off it was pretty loud right but then within 10 minutes they they shit the bed and it suffocated the crowd
4: yeah and they have no ability to get it going on their own they need a big screen that say louder louder like what the fuck
1: yeah, go, go Leafs Go!
4: Go Leafs Go! Got a little louder at three two, and then it.
1: Eh, that is it's the crazy though. Like I you, think. you think for a club that's been around as long as the Leafs have been, and their only song they sing is Go Leafs Go. It's not good.
2: Like you'd think they would have a, a song that everybody would sing, wouldn't you? But isn't the Go insert team name here Go? Isn't that a, a North American thing in general? Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. At least TFC made every effort to avoid that and they did a good job with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think what they should do at the Scotch Bank Arena is behind the net, take all those seats out and just have standing zone. That'd be amazing. Amazing. But then you can't charge $2,000 a pop. Yeah. No. Remember problem.
4: the gold judge? They used to have a goal line judge with a sit in a little booth right behind the net and yeah. he'd put the little red light on when it went in. They're like, get rid of him. That's worth, those are two seats worth 25 under the piece. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, what? looking at that, 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 leaf game, just to kind of bring it back to soccer. Um, you know, it seems that the big games get the better of this leaf team. For whatever reason, there's an innate weakness between the ears on that team. And listen, they might bounce back, but right now, recently biased, that game was pathetic. They look nervous. They look scared out there. Um, when you guys played a big game, like what was your energy? Were you Were you up? Were you nervous? Were you just uh, excited? Was it more drive, or, or were you just like calm and, and took it as if any other game? Start with you, Jimmy. I loved it. I was nervous. I was wound up, excited.
1: Mm. I used to love, love, love the big games. I used to hate the the shitty games where you'd be like, you know, Port Vale on a Tuesday night in an FA Cup. <laughs> used to hate those games. But the big matches, I oh, used to love
2: them. Love them. Couldn't wait for them. Would you You're usually right. play well? What's that? Would you usually play well in those games? Like, you, you'd yeah. be up for it. and like I was always, always,
1: always up yeah. for those ones.
2: Always. Yeah. You're right, though.
4: From a nervous point of view. I mean, you, you feel every type of emotion. And I want to say that I don't think there's a time in my life when you're before those big matches if you felt more alive like there is just you have every sense in your body is just on overdrive you're just buzzing and the night before you're buzzing and yeah it drains a lot of energy from you as well that's what the intensity and the week in week out schedule of these top teams especially that these individuals not only are they brilliant technically mentally they can handle game in game out This every three days, here we go again, and keep that standard up is, is quite incredible.
1: Yeah. You know, I look back too. like, a, out of all my derby matches that I played, I never lost one. Really? No. Nope. Played wow. in the Bristol Derby, East Midlands, Nottingham Forest, Derby County. Played in the East Anglia, Norwich Ipswich. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> never
2: lost one. Never lost one, eh? Wow. No. Nope. So you were off for it. Good for you, Jimmy. Good for you. Now, would it make a difference how you felt whether you were home or away?
1: Uh, home was always amazing. Because you're comfortable, right? You, you you're At home, you're in your stadium, you're in your dress room, the fans are behind you. you just the, the energy that comes off the fans and especially big games and local derbies is... Uh, you, you can't even describe it. You can't describe that feeling until yeah. you're there and you're in the stadium and you can actually witness it. Yeah, you can cut it with a knife. Oh,
2: Was there ever a game where you, 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 it's a big game, home or away, and you're pumped up and you get out there and you hit the, 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 the grass and your stomach just sinks and like, fuck, reality hits and the nerves take over. Did that ever happen? 9 0 at Man United was probably
4: one. <laughs> before the game? <laughs> before the match? No, no I was fine <laughs> before the match. That no, was after the match. <laughs> yeah. George Burley's like, we're going to go on the attack. They're not going to expect it. We're, <laughs> we were four
1: and down after half an hour. <laughs> they didn't expect it. All right. Hey, did, did he forget to tell the, the defenders to defend or did the, you have 10 guys in front of you all attacking no, we didn't sit back like that, Jimmy. We wouldn't have conceded
4: nine. We were squeezing up at the halfway way line with the oldest back line in the history of the Premier League, squeezing up at the halfway with Giggsy and all these guys and Beckham and frickin' – well, actually, Bex, and Bex, Bex wasn't in the nine. No, that was, that was a seven.
1: <laughs> 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 he scored a great goal in that seven, didn't he? Great. Yeah, goal. but, you know, even even that nine-nil, right, you made some great saves. <laughs> That could have been fifteen, and even when ones you, you you made the initial save, but your defenders were nowhere to be seen to clean yeah, it, it was up.
4: Save, and then usually it was Cole that was dropping to bang, Mark Hughes bang,
2: Cole so, again. So that nine nil, Craig. I mean, listen, we, we've discussed this numerous times, but I still love going back to it. That nine nil after the match, um, like you're in the room, you're the goalkeeper that's given up nine goals, but everyone, most people know that it wasn't on you. Right, it's on your defence. It's on the tactics. Whatever reason, whose head was hung lowest in that room? Oh, mine by far. It was your, <laughs> It was yours. <laughs> <laughs> was there any like conciliatory? You know, like, listen, sorry, Craig. We, we hung you hung out the dry there. Any of that, or was it just like let's just ignore each other right now and move on to the next match?
4: No, no. There was that. there was sort of that. Yeah, George Burley even mentioned it. Uh, maybe they. Maybe we shouldn't have gone on the attack. It didn't work out so well.
2: <laughs> How do you
1: react to that? <laughs> no fucking shit, George. Yeah, I would, I, I would have loved it, Stags. if you just walked right off the pitch and went straight to the team bus and just sat there with your kid on. <laughs> <laughs> I did a press
4: conference, though. I actually did the press conference after they asked me. They didn't expect that I would do it. Um, but I figured, you know... Good for you. You might as well face it. And I did think it was 10-0. And not nail at nine so i was actually kind of overjoyed
2: did they do you uh, discover that during the press conference
4: no it was beforehand but i actually did i i i lost count and i thought i I thought they hit 10 and when i came off so that's what i said at the press conference you know so how do you feel Uh, i was like well i thought it was 10 so not too bad thanks
2: that's brilliant there's (laughs) got to be a copy of that press conference somewhere that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so were the, were the questions a little bit you know awkward to you at that point or were they respectful let's say man thanks for facing us here and talking to us because a lot of guys wouldn't have done
4: yeah yeah it was pretty much like that they they uh they were pretty pretty soft i mean they act, very rarely the media in the uk will feel uh bad for somebody but i think they did they they took it quite easy on me i was more worried about getting on the bus thinking should I throw an injury in because in three days we had Clensmith Spurs away, and I didn't want to beat eight or nine again back to back. What was the score of the next match? Uh, it was only four, Jimmy. It was
1: perfect. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Klinsman scored in,
1: goals in two games. <laughs>
4: yeah, I think Klinsman scored in the like the third minute, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake! So that's ten goals now in ninety-three minutes. <laughs> oh, I was terrified, and yeah, we four 0 was yeah, I was overjoyed. <laughs> who was your backup goalkeeper Who's was number two Uh, that time
1: Clive Baker probably Yeah, did he pull an injury <laughs> yeah Clive was a beauty after 9-0 4-0 I'm sure if I was a backup I would have pulled an injury because I'd be like fuck that I'm not going in there
4: <laughs> I tried to break the crossbar once like I literally <laughs> lost my head at I think at 6 or 7-0 and i jumped on the crossbar and i literally i tried i attempted to break the crossbar like i thought i'm gonna end this fucking game they're not gonna get
1: (laughs) (laughs) nobody's gonna play
4: (laughs) (laughs) could you imagine if that broke and i was like yeah fuck
2: oh that's brutal um what was it like you know with the the backup the number two goalkeeper in these situations the after the game do you guys have like a little post-match huddle talk you know i mean you obviously got on pretty well right with most of your backups yeah was there like that that Goalkeepers Union kind of feel.
4: Oh yeah, he said. I think the first thing he said is "Think, fuck, I wasn't playing today."
2: Really? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I found, I found a little something for you, Craig. Can you hear this? Wait.
3: Okay. He's charged it down and he can continue the run right into the penalty area and there are hordes of red shirts arriving and one of them was Andy Cole and they've lifted the roof of Old Trafford I love the
2: claim for an offside there Craig in that one
3: back with ease here's Hughes spectacular off the bar Cole it's his second it's United's third but Cole has gone down injured
1: Hughes I, I wish
4: oh. he went down injured
3: teasing it's to Mexico <laughs> Dennis Irwin, to the back post, Cole's in there, it's in, it's a hat-trick for Cole, he's already got the defenders on the run, he's turned yeah, to a kick, into the six-yard box, oh it's in, Mark Hughes, an absolute thumper, at full stretch, McLaren. Claire, gigs inside them, in on Forrest, it's in the air. Hughes has its <laughs> this, this
2: is one in. It's not He Does he try and break the bar?
3: Into Hughes. Oh, inside the defence. Clare Hughes has saved it, Cole Cole gets his ball. Hughes has started his run. Forrest has come out of his area, and the referee decides that he handled. Now it's certainly going to be a free kick against the keeper, and it's a yellow card. And United have taken it quickly, in oh, he stands, referee is around it, it's the eight. Alistair has come up from the back, Ince is in there, here's Cole with his back to goal, it didn't make any difference.
1: The cheering didn't get any less loud, did it, Craig? <laughs> Oh no! They wanted. They wanted more and more. They were chasing. Fucking hell, Sharms! Why? Why are you making them relive that again?
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just. I've never actually seen the highlights on YouTube before, and just thought, oh shit, there they are in a nice condensed package. Um, there, there's now. a I mean, there's
5: this. a there's a bead of sweat,
2: Cupidale Craig's uh, side uh, side of his face right now. But you watched that? I mean, honestly, the defending. Holy shit! I mean, as good as United were. My word, they just sliced through that defense. It was incredible. You didn't stand a chance. You didn't stand a chance. I think no. it was in goal.
4: I think they averaged like their backline was 36 years of age, I think.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, every time, every time you hear Andy Cole, his head's like that looking.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A couple of years ago, I was having a lovely time. I was down in Barbados. So I was playing at this lovely golf course down there. And, uh, Royal, what the hell is it called? Royal, something, right? Anyway, uh, I don't remember it. Anyway, I bump into Andy Cole. That kind of ruined my day. I like, literally bumped into him, like <laughs> you, knocked him over you little shit. Yeah. But that one at Graham Pole is like, yeah, he, definitely going to be a free kick one. Gave me a handball, which was debatable, came up into my midsection. Then he's just like, oh, no, no, come here. I'm going to book you. And he's booking me. And he lets him play a short one and chip yeah. it into the empty net. <laughs> I know, it was crazy.
2: It was so quick. You weren't even anywhere near your line. You were like pretty much you were out, pretty much outside the area still. Oh, I was. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and then um, yeah, it was like
4: Leslie Nielsen. Is it Leslie Nielsen and Naked Gun? And then he's the umpire.
5: Yeah, what, that was <laughs> Grand Paul.
4: Grand Paul was getting so into it. He's like Steve Rake, fucking tosser.
5: break dancing break dancing at the same time (laughs) yeah
3: he
2: was loving it awful and nowadays you would have got a red card for that handball right so you would have been only on the on the for what six or seven of the goals
4: yeah good point I should have come out and just caught it like just just, 30 yards out caught
2: it send me off please (laughs) brutal (laughs) Uh, it's always fun to revisit that one isn't it anyway sorry Craig that's okay. Get a lot of
4: a uh, lot of content out of it. I tell you,
2: <laughs> You're not kidding. Any time there's a, a high-scoring game, you get phone calls from England, right? From various. Oh yeah, or from.
4: anniversaries, right? When the anniversary comes up, this that always pops up.
5: Well, a reporter yeah. from uh, ESPN just texted us looking for Craig's uh, contacts, right? Craig, did you get back to him?
4: Uh, I've got to do an interview with him this afternoon. Apparently,
5: what's there that you about? Go.
4: Cool. About getting smashed and how you deal with it. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell him, I say, you go home in the fetal position, you get it under your bed. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you know, and then well, third,
2: 30 <laughs> years <laughs> later, sorry, 30 years later, you're on a podcast. One of our, our documentary series, uh, Dreams, right? That'd yeah. be a great documentary series where you have the two sides of a hammering. So you got Craig Forrest interviewing Andy Cole and vice versa, or, or Mike Tyson interviewing interviewing Leon Spinks or, you know, whatever it is like two like well-known destructions on the sporting That's arena. A great one. Right. And yeah. you have the two heroes, anti-heroes. Right. Sitting there, It'd be great. Wouldn't it? Yeah. What would be a good one? Like a real good one. Um, I think your boxing and uh,
5: now like those boxing stories are always good. Yeah. But there's a few, um, Carl, like, uh, Track is always good for stuff like that.
2: Yeah, like Mo Green and uh, um, Usain Bolt. Right. Usain Bolt and anyone, actually. Yeah, Usain Bolt and anyone. Yeah.
1: Or Donovan, Donovan Bailey and what's his name? Oh, Remember yeah. Remember had the race and he pulled Michael up Michael Johnson. Johnson. Oh,
2: Michael Johnson, Michael. sorry. Yeah, that would be a yeah. great one. Yeah. yeah. They are Michael Johnson good might good not good. like it. I mean, it. Michael Johnson's a quite a big name in, in track commentary. In, mm. in Europe is great, and and Donovan's always up for that type of thing. I would think that'd be great. It would be Ben getting... Johnson and Carl Lewis. How about yes. that one? Yeah. Craig Forrest and Allen have done that one already. Um, Craig, yeah. Jimmy <laughs> Brennan and Holger Osiak. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good one
4: too. Mark Bertram and Osiak would be better. Yeah, yeah that's that's right. Yeah,
2: I got on with Holger. Jimmy's right. too likable. I think actually getting a Holger, I mean, we, that's, that's one, let's, let's make an effort to work on getting Holger on the show. I think it'd be brilliant. Just let him, Jimmy, and Craig go at it. Just have fun. It'd be a brilliant conversation, I bet you. Yeah.
1: Because Holger actually had a sense of humor, right? He did. He was quite funny. He was dry.
2: Yeah. yeah that, I thought he was funny at that, times. Also, a great documentary would be from Canadian soccer get a bunch of former Canadian head coaches, right? So you got Frankie Yallop. You got Dale Mitchell. You got Holger Oshiek, right? You got Stephen Hart in a, in a roundtable kind of therapy session, just talking about what it's like coaching Canada in, in this environment, in this country. That'd be yeah. great too. Fuck, Wonga, we've got all these ideas. We need backers. We need investment. Coachy Prime. Good old Kochi Prime. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, Canadian Championships, speaking of Canadian soccer, big shocker last night. TSS Rovers, friend of the show, beating Valor after Jimmy had just said, "Watch out for Valor this year; <laughs> they could make some real noise in the CPL." Yeah, but uh, what a performance, though! What what a win! It's great, great match.
1: It's great for the cup. There's always those upsets. Thing is, remember even when I was coaching, we we played uh, it was a Blaineville and a couple other teams and. You just did not want to be the first pro club to lose to a semi-pro team, and uh, unfortunately for Valor, they're the first. They will be going down in history. You mean a semi-pro
4: club losing to an amateur club?
1: Well, and not
5: even a good performance. Like they got they got throttled.
1: Yeah, the TSS Rovers. I mean, you can't take anything away from them. They were they were up for the match. They were flying. Look, that's that's their cup final. That's what they look forward to, right? Playing against the pro teams. and But they were just, they were up for it. And it seemed like it was a decent atmosphere there as well. Good crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Valor were just rotten. They just could not get going, could they? This is the, uh,
4: yeah, the biggest crowd that we
1: had for some international games there.
2: So Rovers are, are the burnley based supporter owned club. We interviewed the owner and uh, some of their, their members. Oh, Christ, well, it's a long time ago now. It's so. a probably a year ago now or so, but a really interesting story there. Um, Montreal, they they won, beat Vaughn. Whew, big relief for them, eh? <laughs> Waiting for the headlines after that one, given what's happened to Montreal so far this season. Also, yeah. big relief for uh, TFC, because now they play Montreal in the uh, Canadian Championship. Yeah. I think that would be an easy game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah this this Canadian championship is, is is good, isn't it? It's beginning to really come into its own, I think with, with these results, like I said Jimmy that's a really important result for for the cup itself, for the championship yeah um, you need those shockers, those stories, those moments I think, and as we add more and more teams into this tournament, it's becoming something and, and you know when you when you end up winning it, it really means something because you know there's a good number of Canadian clubs going through it, and that will grow in time so. I it think will, and situation. also the,
1: the PLSQ has changed their name to League One Quebec. Really? Great. Okay. So, yeah, so now that's grown. Now they got League One in BC, Ontario, Quebec. That'll only continue to grow, and more teams coming
2: in. And make the cup bigger. Yeah, and just easy to understand for people, I think, right? they are different levels of soccer in this country. Yeah, that's what you need.
1: You, you've got to make it easier to understand you can't have different names and different leagues and it's got to be all, all similar to what the, the pyramid is
2: we do need to apologize to everyone we made a mistake which is you know unheard of on this podcast we we rarely make things wrong um, we were talking briefly before about this whole stadium issue with the World Cup and city owned BMO field MLSE owned We we said a bunch of stuff forget what and it was wrong Uh, We were corrected. So, just to clarify, um, Jeremy Loom, a listener of the pod, just uh, clarified for us very politely, I should say, you know, and then we do really appreciate this because when we do get things wrong, please let us know. Um, uh, BMO Field is owned by the city 100%. MLSE gets half the revenue as part of a deal to locate a soccer franchise in Toronto. Uh, It also paid about $120 million for the first renovation a few years back, but the city owns it. And during FIFA events, FIFA gets much of the revenue, as much as much of the revenue as MLSC would receive under its sharing agreement. So that's uh, we won't get into too much because we are obviously clearly (laughs) not educated on this. But uh, there you have it. Please don't take anything we say seriously. Um, Wonga, anything you want to get to before we say farewell? I was was going
5: to say there's one last game in the uh, Canadian Championship, and it's uh, Pacific versus. Cal Calgary, right? Calgary. Yeah. And uh so our friend James Merriman's team will be uh competing. And I think it would be kind of cool if Pacific won, because then that Burnaby rover TSS Rovers versus Pacific would be all of a sudden a real rivalry in a you know, mm. an a CPL versus League One thing. I think that's to Jimmy's point. You create this um these rivalries that continue over and over again, and it keeps the enthusiasm for soccer and this Canadian championship, I think it's a really good, great idea on a marketing level.
2: Yeah, I mean, Vancouver crashed out, right, this week. But as James told us on the the podcast earlier this week, that game to kick off the season last weekend, Vancouver Pacific, felt like a derby, felt like a rivalry as well. And it's, yeah, really important to nurture those, I think. And the the
5: last thing is uh, Craig Forrest is looking for a one-bedroom apartment uh somewhere along the uh subway or go train line so if anybody is familiar just reach out to footy prime one bedroom apartment uh and you need to take
2: cats <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or is that negotiable craig the cat part yeah i'll just run the bath <laughs> <laughs> No, but listen, Craig would be a great tenant for anyone, I think. Um, or, or a roomie. Or a roomie, yep. yep. Always on time with the rent. Mont and uh, he's Cleanish, as any single guy would be, I think it's fair to say.
3: <laughs>
4: and what's your
2: budget? 10000 a month? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, let us know If you want Craig as a roommate <laughs> He's available <laughs> In Toronto, we should add though We should add that All right. Um, well, so I'm out. negotiable too You're negotiable? <laughs> you are Why not? I'll go out with you, hang out with you, cook for you
1: You can hang tell, tell sure people Boston that your you
2: friend is a home. former Canadian international It's cool I think that's uh, kind of getting around my area though the whole cooking, cleaning, and hanging out. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. If he's going to be a roommate, Craig he, gets a
5: roommate.
2: <laughs> Jealousy. Can you imagine if Craig is yeah. a roommate? Like Wong will be so jealous. So jealous. Yeah. Oh, and who is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, we're back on Friday, I think. Are we? It's tomorrow, yeah. actually, isn't it? Wow. Jesus. Well, what the hell are we going to talk about? well Amy's on that's right Amy's on Great. she'll talk about everything okay good we'll just leave it to dubs to, yeah. to carry the show as usual on a Friday um, all the games this weekend Premier League uh, Canadian Premier League you can find on fubotv.com of course and we hope to have some more uh, sponsorship news coming your way mm-hmm. very very soon so uh, thank you for joining us we'll see you next time keep buying newspapers and cheers for listening follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime